Dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. It is April, uh, and this episode is coming out April 1st, mm-hmm. April Fool's Day. Uh, I had just sort of offhand mentioned, like, oh, is there something we can <laughs> do for April Fool's Day that might be fun? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you, I believe, sort of just suggested, like, well, how about making April Pranks Gone Wrong Month? Yep. And I was like, oh, that's so perfect. <laughs> I'm so psyched. I love when months come out of the ether like that. I'm mm-hmm. just like, what should the month be? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> like um, prank movies, but we don't want to do like jackass. And yeah, that's not that, really the like, same yeah. vibe. Like this has, this is this, oh man. It, it's so fun too, because it's clearly going to run a gamut of like, kind of crappy thriller horror movies Mm -hmm. for the most part Mm -hmm. uh unless you know something else comes along in in our research or whatever but from the things i've seen so far it's all gonna have the a a very similar kind of vibe to it but i'm totally here for it yeah i love this sort of thing like it it's oh man it's just so great and uh to start the month perfect movie to start the month Mm -hmm. Uh, a movie that we had both seen previously. Yes. I had seen so much. I remembered <laughs> this so well during this viewing, and that did not hinder the experience in the slightest uh, because I liked it a bunch when I was younger. Oh, yeah. And watching it again this time, I was like, for the most part, totally holds up. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I had a very slight hesitation those like opening credits weren't the best that it was just they were kind of like this is kind of low budge looking like yeah is this gonna be like darkness falls where i remembered <laughs> something that really wasn't there right you but remember it being so much better than exactly, it really was i was honestly a little like spooked because i'm like it, it's easily been 15 years if not more since i've seen it yeah same. so this might not go the way i'm thinking it will <laughs> and i am pleased to report that it absolutely went the way i thought it would and yes. i'm very excited for us to talk about the movie for the opening week of pranks gone wrong month uh, and the movie we're talking about is the 2001 American horror thriller film, Joyride. Yes. Oh, Joyride. Yes. Paul Walker, <laughs> Steve Zahn, Lily Sobieski to a lesser extent. Not not a comment on her, mm-hmm. more so a comment on the movie. We'll get into it. There was yeah. just, I had, I had a bunch of notes. Uh-huh. That were very specific about the the female part in yeah. this movie. <laughs> like it, yeah, it's it's almost fifty minutes in that she finally joins them. Yeah, it's a little silly, uh, but uh, and then of course the great <sighs> Ted Levine. Even though he is never physically in this movie, mm-hmm. he is the most menacing presence in this movie. Absolutely, he lends it a like gravitas that I don't think it would have had otherwise. Yeah, no I don't, one else. I don't can. know. I mean, I don't know if I'd say no one else. But I will say that the wrong one would have tanked it. Absolutely. If you got someone who did not fit, I don't think this movie works the way that it does. Yeah. Probably for the best that it's Ted Levine. Because <laughs> holy shit, he is so good. Uh, the plot of the movie, if you don't already know, if for some reason you haven't seen Joyride, you idiots. Go, go uh, watch it. <laughs> yeah, go watch it right now. Like, stop, stop listening to this. Go watch Joyride. Go watch Joyride in the easily available, it's on your shelf way that we did. Because obviously you own this movie, you idiots, right? You've purchased Joyride, (laughs) everyone in the world. (laughs) But IMDb will describe it for you idiots as three young people on a road trip from Colorado to New Jersey talk to a trucker on their CB radio then must escape when he turns out to be a psychopathic killer. Sort of, but not really. Yeah. Uh, They condense a lot of it into, Uh like, they just, they gloss over a whole bunch of the actual stuff. And the stuff that makes it interesting and the stuff Mm -hmm. that makes it pranks gone wrong month. Oh, yeah. Because in this, it sounds like they just talk to a dude and then he freaks out on them. Yeah. But it's like, oh, no. Oh, no. They were prank calling. Yeah. They were being jerks and Mm -hmm. they brought this upon themselves Oh, the lessons they must learn. Like, oh, it's a wonderful <laughs> tale. I love it. Like, I, I really do. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something about a character not necessarily being just a pure innocent in the scenario. Yeah. You know, where it's like, it's not like they just ran. It's not like Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween where it's like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? I didn't do anything to bring this on. I was just babysitting. Yeah, like, uh, I was the good 
one. Yeah, seriously. <clears throat> but in this case, you're like, oh, yeah, these brothers. Oh, yeah. They deserve this. They were being dicks. The fuck Steve's on? Come on. Uh, I mean, to be fair, it's an awesome prank. Oh, it's it, just a it shame really that it goes so poorly. Yeah. Um, And like the, the beginning of the movie is such a great like. It's sort of just setting up to be a road trip movie kind mm-hmm. of movie. You know, there's no there's no sinister undertones yeah. for the first like 20 minutes where it's Paul Walker talking with Lily Sobieski on the phone. <laughs> and then, oh, she broke up with her boyfriend. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, well, I'm driving home, even though he wasn't. Nope. And he sells his plane ticket to buy a shitty used car <laughs> to, to drive her and all that. And you're like, all right, he's the like puppy dog mm-hmm. who's like, oh, I like her so much. And now she's single and I'm just going to do this. And he's also the do-gooder. Who goes to pick up his delinquent brother yeah. who happened to have been arrested in Salt Lake City, like on his way essentially mm-hmm. to doing this. It's so funny the the height difference in like Steve Zahn like makes reference sorry, Fuller. Yeah. Such a white I, I, guy. I name. will absolutely call him Steve Zahn through most of this. Cause like <laughs> as much as I love Steve Zahn, I still also only ever see <laughs> Steve Zahn. It's very hard for me to see like a character. Yeah. And not just that guy. Like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. Oh, you. <laughs> and I love him. I love him so much. He's he, so great. He really is. But he like makes reference to how Lewis is now <laughs> taller than yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely something that I'm like, I don't think I ever really took that in watching mm. it when I was younger of thinking like, oh shit, he hasn't seen him. Yeah. In a long time, like, you know, in, in my child's mind, you just assume that, like, well, they're brothers. They probably saw each other recently. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, holy shit. Like, last time he saw him, he wasn't taller than him. And now he <laughs> fucking is. So, like, you're you, there's that, like, it it hit for me yeah. this time, like, how long it's really been. Just seeing the height difference and being like, yeah, but Steve Zahn's the older brother. Yeah, he's the older brother, the bad influence brother. <laughs> uh, and he is so perfect in that role. I, I just wrote, oh, yeah. I was like, he, like, other than Ted Levine making it, like, actually, like, menacing in a great, like, spooky thriller horror kind of movie, mm-hmm. Steve Zahn carries it. Oh, yeah. Like, throughout, because <laughs> Ted Levine is sprinkled, you mm-hmm. know? And as much as Paul Walker, like I said, I feel like he did a, a decent job of, of being the nicey nice guy, <laughs> but also, like... You know, kind of being, being believable <laughs> that he would pull pranks and junk like that. Like, mm-hmm. he did a decent enough job with that. But Lewis is still sort of boring. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, he doesn't really do much. And his only real thing is is Venna. You know, it's like he's yeah. trying to get to Venna. And then when this whole thing goes down, he doesn't want to tell Venna about it. And then when she gets in trouble, he's like, well, we got to rescue Venna. And that's kind of his whole deal. Yeah. And with Fuller, it's like, well, he, he's just a dude here. Mm-hmm. And there's a trucker after him. And fuck, what are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> he's got the <laughs> best reactions, the greatest <laughs> moments, dude. He, I, uh, I had forgotten how many times he says, oh, geez. <laughs> I love, I, I mean, it's any time where he's like in a corner and he's like pretending to be tough is mm-hmm. so great like uh, towards the end when they go into the hotel room and he's just this like wide-eyed like uh, uh, like looking around <laughs> like he's got no confidence in what's going on here when they get cornered by that ice truck driver later and he's just like we got a gun <laughs> holding up his finger as a gun yeah. like it's so funny watching him do that kind of stuff but yeah they he, he picks up his delinquent brother they're heading towards wherever colorado whatever Denver. it is yeah to go pick up uh lily sobieski but on the way, they uh, they stop somewhere and Fuller gets a dude to install a CB radio. Yeah. You know, just, just to have some fun. It's just like a little thing that I don't feel like I had seen much in road movies. Uh-huh. You know, like you'd think that'd be a bigger device and maybe the, I just need to see more of them. <laughs> that maybe there's more <laughs> movies with it. But it's like such a fun little like way to, to get a little like flavor into yeah. the movie like you hear the truckers and they decide to start messing with it and then when you hear ted levine come on for the first time when he's just sort of he's just one of the trucker voices uh-huh. and he still can't not be menacing yeah <laughs> you know because i think i think the movie bookends like don't his lines bookend the last thing he says in the movie is also the first where he's like oh, i like it when it rains mm-hmm. keeps everyone inside and you're just like fuck, this guy's scary sounding. Yeah. Like, obviously, we know that it's Ted Levine and that he's the bad guy and all that. 
but just comparatively, you know, you hear the other dudes like, oh, yeah, we got a Kodak with a Kodak. We're a bunch of truckers. And yeah. like, oh, here's, here's fucking literally Buffalo Bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's like, it's surprising that Fuller doesn't mention that, you know, like in a movie made now, mm-hmm. I bet you that like Fuller would call him Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Over the course of the movie as like a callback. But in this one, they're like, no, 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 that's not. Well, actually, because I did read they didn't have his voice, like, solidified. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had a few different folks that also put their voices in, and they did cuts of the movie with their voices, <laughs> and they did not work. So then they had Ted Levine. So they would have had to go back and reshoot to add anything about Buffalo Bill. Yeah. But hysterically, they did go back and reshoot a whole bunch of the movie, which I, I find a little surprising because I thought it's, like, it, it doesn't feel like a movie that had, like, the last third of it chopped off and had a new thing added to it but it technically is yeah the original ending did not go in the i don't think it had anything to do with that whole hotel rescue no it was something else in the it was like it was basically the cornfield sequence was kind of the ending of the movie yeah I from what i remember it's just that it's way longer and there's more shit involved i didn't watch it it's on the dvd we can go and watch it (laughs) (laughs) but like it doesn't it honestly doesn't feel that way when you watch the movie as it stands it kind of makes sense Mm -hmm. even though like we said there's a little bit of like structural weirdness where 50 (laughs) minutes into the movie and the character who was in the first scene of the movie that we were told, like, yeah, we'll come and pick you up. Like, we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's halfway <laughs> through the movie and we haven't picked up the girl. A little more than halfway. There was. Oh, yeah. It's like hour 40 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was it's, it's it's a little a little wonky in how that is structured. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think it does make sense because, like we said, the, the IMDb descriptor is wrong when it says that three young people talk to the trucker. Because they haven't picked her up yet. It's just them. It's mm-hmm. just them on the CB. They decide to fuck with him. Really, Fuller decides to fuck with him. But and he he, kinda, he coerces yeah. Lewis into doing it, <laughs> reminding him about, like, remember when we when we pranked old man What's-His-Face, you know, and they got a story about it. And like, oh, I, yeah. was, I was, like, eight years old. That's what my voice sounded like. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, you can do a girl voice. And it should have been like, howdy there. Rusty nail. As soon as he did it, Fuller should have been like, "Oh, that's right. No, you can't do a girl voice." Yeah, <laughs> we need to find a different prank because uh, this isn't going to work. But it somehow works. Yeah, and Rusty nail falls for it. Uh, uh, well, because no, first they sort of put on like a little play. Yeah, where black sheep and yeah, candy cane. yeah, black sheep and candy cane are talking to each other, and then black sheep goes away. Steve's on, uh-huh. and they just have Paul Walker talking to Rusty nail. I thought it was really weird. It was all seemingly happening just over open CB airwaves. Yeah. You know, like there's a sequence later where they're talking to Rusty Nail where they're like, go to 23 or something. And they Mm -hmm. go to a different like wavelength to talk privately, I guess. Yeah. At least a little more privately than than normal. But this seems like it's happening on the like normal open truckers listening all the time airwaves. Uh And they're like talking about getting together and like, oh, well, I thought you were with Black Sheep. And like, oh, well, forget (laughs) about him. I want to see what you're all about. And then they're like, I wouldn't be what you expect. And it's like, why is he admitting all this? Like, why is he admitting to be like a freakish weirdo yeah. who women don't like over the open CB airwaves? Like, that should have been the first sign yeah. that this dude was deranged. Is <laughs> like, uh, he's willing to, to, to like have like a sex phone call yeah. over um, the CB. Yeah. Like, like that's hmm. weird. I don't know if that's what truckers do. This is either <laughs> someone completely deranged or another car of kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's some some kid who can do a really good Buffalo Bill impression. <laughs> I honestly really like how it all sort of comes together. Like the the like the bad idea gumbo. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like, okay, so they fucked with the trucker and that's all well and good. And, you know, by the end of it, it just starts breaking up. And they're like, ah, oh, shit, we lost him. Well, that was fun while it lasted, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and then they get to the motel for the night. Yeah. And uh, oh <laughs> an- another God. another one of Steve Zahn's, like, just hysterical <laughs> moments where he parks in the handicapped spot. And he's like, 
Don't what are you park doing? In the handicap spot. Yeah, he's like, what? There's tons of spaces. Like, it's just not cool. He's like, I'm gonna gimp it up. It's not like I'm just gonna run in there. <laughs> and he's just like, just of course, this like, kind of fucking guy would do that. Limping and like flailing his leg about, yeah, and then, like, and like running yeah, into the car, checking the car on his way in as though he didn't see it or something. Like, what a dick. <laughs> Uh, all, all just to like not park a few feet over, you know, yeah. like he'd go, still going through all of that yeah, just to not have to park a little bit over. Like what a dick. Uh, and he gets in there and there's the, the fucking, I don't even know if they gave him a character name. It was just like the asshole staying at the motel and is pissed off that they keep calling him about something. Right. Or like asking him about towels or some yeah. shit. Like, whatever is happening at this motel, this dude is not cool with. <laughs> and he's taking it out on the clerk who's, like, trying to be friendly. And Fuller tries to kind of, like, jump in and, like, be a buffer. Like, hold on, could I real quick hop in and just get a room and maybe deflect some of this, like, heat you're throwing <laughs> at this dude? And then he tells off him and tells off the fucking teller. Doesn't he say something racist about him? Like, yeah, then he yeah, can we get a white guy in here? Yeah, or something? he's going to talk to the white manager tomorrow, the oh, real manager. Yeah, exactly. Like oh. a real piece of shit. They do a great job of it being like, and fuck this guy. Mm -hmm. Where like up until you really know what has happened, you're kind of like, yeah, but fuck this guy. Like maybe mm. it's a bad prank, but fuck that guy. You know, like there's. A little bit of you're on the brother's side of like, yeah, but well, who cares? Yeah. Like, why not, man? Sucks. Yeah. And fucking like as soon as Fuller gets back to the car and is like, that's what we should do. Holy shit. I loved his fucking like freak out enthusiasm about how it's like, can't you see how this is the perfect opportunity? Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> like that's, that's, that's Steve. That's top notch Zahn. Right. Right there. Just like over the top freaking out about like something that he wants to do. Some childish thing he wants to do. It's <laughs> so perfect. And even fucking Paul Walker finally agrees to do it. And he acts like Candy Cane and he invites Rusty Nail to the hotel, mm -hmm. to the room next door where the asshole is staying. Yes. Uh, you have to imagine that Fuller worked that out. Yeah. Like once that dude left and he got the room, he, he must have found a way to be like, uh. <laughs> like, Put me next to that guy. <laughs> yeah, like, like that, that would seem suspicious, but like. <laughs> I don't know. It's, maybe he just saw him go to his room and then requested, like, could I have uh, 17? Like, yeah. I just want that one right there. No, 18. Eight, Seven, what, yeah, 17 whichever. is the room that they are sent to. Right, right, right. But either way, they decide, oh, my God, it'll be hilarious. This dude is so angry about people bothering him while he's trying to sleep. Uh, they're going to invite a fucking like horny, creepy trucker to come knock on his door in the middle of the night. And they're just going to like, neither of them will be expecting each other and it'll be a big, huge, embarrassing mess. And oh, how funny it will be for us. Yeah. <laughs> and truthfully, like if it wasn't, I mean, it, truthfully, it's mean. Under oh, hundred yeah. percent mean. Oh yeah. In in each like in every way it's mean to the asshole who yeah was mean himself, but yeah. still, and it's mean to the trucker. Because like, come yeah. on, that's that's rough. Like, the it, it's at least it, at the least it's embarrassing. Yes, you know. Oh yeah, which embarrassing sucks. for the trucker and and he's he, not even really the target. Like they yeah. want to make the fucking asshole mad, and they're using the lonely horny trucker as uh -huh. like bait for it essentially. Yeah. So it's like it's a shitty prank. Uh huh. Uh, even while being a pretty good prank. Yeah. <laughs> so you you definitely get that feeling of like. You kind of deserved the stuff that comes later. Maybe not death. Yeah. But I, I but mean, like a, a revenge yeah. is, is yeah, you, you at least brought it on yourself. Yes. You maybe not deserve, but you cannot say that, <laughs> that yeah. you didn't put this in motion. <laughs> but the next sequence, like once they set the prank in motion, I've mm. always been slightly confused about what actually occurs. Because, like, the whole thing is beautifully done uh -huh. through the brother's point of view and all in their hotel room. You know, it never cuts over to the other side. We never see a frame of either of them doing anything. Yep. It's just them listening through the walls. I'm sure that there are subtitles that one could turn on. Probably. And and if they're available, some of the lines 
through the wall that you can kind of make out if you're listening, but mm-hmm. really you can't. It probably just is subtitled as like muffled yeah like like argument or something like that like whatever it is but i've always been like just a little bit like wondering exactly what occurs because like they're they're listening (laughs) did you get any like extra detail i if there so there are some words that you can like if i were to like go through and like listen to it a couple times i'd Mm -hmm. be you'd be able to like pick up some of the words and like figure out bits and pieces okay but there weren't like full-on like sentences right okay. that were audible Very clear and yeah everything. yeah because like i always wondered because he he goes to the room like there's that wonderful moment when steve zahn goes to the window and looks out and you just see like a shadowy figure walking past and he does the like it's rusty nail it's right there. It's rusty <laughs> as he walks over towards the other door and they get up to like listen to it uh-huh. and you just you hear the knock you hear the yelling of the dude in the room obviously not wanting to be disturbed uh-huh. he goes to the door and opens it and then there's not a particularly like loud exchange of words you know it's not like you hear a like shouting match yeah you just hear talking maybe a little bit of like raised voices but not like oh, the fuck? what are you yeah. doing here? or like or you know like any any like sort of huge explosion of like emotion yeah uh but then in in the middle of it there's just suddenly a like a knock and a thud and then like nothing there was also if you listen closely enough there was also some like choking gagging noises oh was there Uh okay like steve zahn was trying to do (laughs) like it was like a (laughs) oh yeah 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 <laughs> he's talking to the cop uh, we got a situation here yeah. oh. the cops felt very like sort of like cohen's brother light in right. a way you know like not fully there but in that vibe yeah um but like okay so so what we're sort of meant to believe happened is that like rusty nail shows up to the door the asshole opens it up sees some fucking trucker with a bottle of champagne Pink and it's just like yeah and it's just like what the fuck are you doing here the one thing I do recall hearing, the one words that I that I remember hearing was black sheep. Okay. So my assumption now that I'm thinking it through is that he assumes this dude is black sheep. Uh-huh. Who you know, who on that little radio play they put on earlier was <laughs> Candy Kane's like original boyfriend. So it's like, does he think this dude is black sheep who also heard the like proposal yeah on the cb and came and like swooped in on her mm-hmm. and like where is candy cane you know and all that and then because of that in a rage he yeah. bludgeons the dude maybe with the pink champagne you know because like because when they eventually find him and they and they take the brothers to the hospital to show him yeah and it's like a full-on horror show like he had his lower jaw ripped off he was left on the side of a highway Mm -hmm. and it's like whoa when the fuck like what was the series of events like he bashes the dude apparently yeah and he goes down and then the like the brothers call the front desk because they're like we think something bad might have happened we don't know yeah. And then the phone rings in the other room, and uh, I'm assuming Rusty Nail picks it up mm-hmm. and is like, everything's fine, it's good, and hangs up. <laughs> and then, the, you know, and they're like, yeah, everything's fine, I guess, because someone answered the phone and said everything's fine. Yeah. So that's as far as we can investigate. Uh, <laughs> and then in the dead of night, Rusty Nail just drags the corpse out to his truck and then and then does that to him and throws him out somewhere. I mean, I guess. Like, that's wild like just in terms of like you'd think he would just leave you know what i mean like you think that if you come into a room and you beat someone to death and somebody calls like (laughs) is everything okay and you're like no it's fine then you're like okay well at least there's a head start yeah (laughs) you know like nobody's gonna come check until the morning because they think everything's fine (laughs) so better get bailing like what's what what helps taking the body with you and especially once you find out that he's not even dead yeah we're like okay yeah he probably can't you know speak and identify you but still you've you <laughs> Can know he you, point yeah exactly <laughs> like maybe like you know you've you still left someone there so like why not just fucking like finish him off and leave the room it seems yeah. like ultra theatrical uh, to do it and i guess that's just a 
well, he's a crazy slasher killer guy. Also, where's his jaw? Yeah, I mean, maybe it's in the back of Rusty's truck or something. I don't know. Or on a shelf as a trophy. (laughs) Yeah, who knows, man? Like, I know that there was some cut or script or something of the movie where the like cab of his truck or whatever, or the back of the truck or whatever had like bodies and shit in it or something from like other people he might have killed or whatever. But I always kind of like, I kind of liked the fact that it seemed like it wasn't some dude rolling around in a truck pretending to be a trucker yeah and more like a trucker who lost it yeah that that was more interesting to me than the idea that he just scarier yeah that they that he was just like because i mean there's a point where he's chasing them and he's bursting through things and like acting real reckless with a huge like trailer on his truck Uh he is being real reckless with it Unless, and it isn't until later in the movie that he that he no longer has the trailer and he's just the cab driving around. It's like yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> now you're not endangering the goods. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was a little interesting that they full on confess to the cops. Oh yeah. You know, like it's it's sort of wild to me that this movie doesn't have that subplot of like, oh, and then there's the cop who's talking to these brothers who, you know, who, who are like mm, zipping their lips. Yeah. And he's like, there's no way I can prove it, but I have a feeling you're involved in this. Uh-huh. So I'm going to be following behind you for a lot of the rest of the movie. And at one point I'll get in Rusty Nail's way and he'll kill me. And then, you know, yeah. like that's, that's the like stock horror movie character I sort of expect yeah. in a movie like this. And instead they're just like, yeah, we did it. We're sorry. Yeah. And the cops are like, well, fuck. You know how much shit I have to deal with? Yeah, like all the shit I already have to deal with. And now you two dumb fucks are coming around and doing this shit. Like, I thought it was a little wild that they weren't held for anything. Like, anything? Is there really nothing that can be done even with a supposed confession? You know, it's not like they're like, we're going to charge you with the evidence we have. They were like, we did this. I mean, but all all they did was prank someone. Right. So... I don't. I just like, that. Well, that's the thing. I said I don't know, but you it? have to wonder if it's like it could that be considered reckless endangerment? Maybe. Like, possibly? but it's Wyoming. I mean, the so way the I way that know. I'm <laughs> the way that I'm thinking about it is like I I had heard a story once about there was some dude who like uh, to get revenge on a coworker put her address up on Craigslist like as the address for an orgy. So that fucking weirdos would show up to her house and uh, like, yeah, definitely got charged for that kind of stuff. So like, it seems like, is this really that different? You know what I mean? Being like, yeah, yeah we told this trucker that there was this girl who wanted to fuck him, who was going to be in this room. And then we sent him to the room of a guy we don't like. <laughs> like, that seems a little criminal. Yeah. <laughs> like, regardless of whether or not his jaw came off. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? If it, least... had, if it had just resulted in like a black eye, yeah. you'd think it'd be like, we're going to fucking sue you. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you do that to someone? You did this. Yeah. This is, it's a at least a ticketable offense. <laughs> I would hope so. It, it just seemed wild that they were just like, Ah, fucking shit. Get out of here. Like, I want you out of Wyoming by sundown. Yeah, like, which seems like (laughs) it it seems like the way that the like South and or West loves to run in these kinds of movies. Mm. They're like, we're a fucking town full of people who just want you to get out of here, son. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and nobody's like, no, I want to see him prosecute. I want to take him to justice. Like, no, we just want you to leave. <laughs> like, no, he committed a crime. Yeah, put him in jail. <laughs> then we got to deal with him. Yeah, just I get don't out feel here. like dealing with him. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not adequate police work. Uh, but it is kind of funny that they kind of, that they, you know, they get off scot-free, uh, which makes it, again, not necessarily deserved but you kind of get that feeling of like, well, since you didn't get any actual repercussions yeah, for this. There's no legal <laughs> repercussions. Yeah, then uh, then maybe <laughs> this reckoning that's coming to you, <laughs> maybe you need to think about it a lot. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, because I love the next sequence, the sequence yes. that really sets up yep. the like, horror and terror of the rest of the movie and it's done so well and like i said it reminded me of scream mm-hmm. but it was it was such a like it was so, it was like taking the the one of my favorite and like most classic lines and moments from that opening sequence of scream 
and perfectly like calibrating it to the exact movie that it's in and putting it into here because <laughs> I love that sequence in the first one when fucking the killer on the phone talking to Drew Barrymore says like, cause I want to know who I'm looking at. Uh-huh. And she's like, what? Like, Oh, cause I want to know who I'm talking to. But like the, I want to know who I'm looking at is such the like blood run cold, like, <gasps> Ooh, kind of moment. I love it. Yeah. And this movie has it has the best version of this mm-hmm. when they're talking to Rusty Nail and they <sighs> finally admit like what had happened, you know, and fucking I love how serious Paul Walker gets about it. He's like, hey, Rusty Nail, you hear this? Yeah, that was me. It was just a joke. And it was like, it just felt so <laughs> funny. Like, yeah, obviously it was a dude. Like, it wasn't that different from your regular voice. Like, we could probably yeah. tell which one it was. It was you. <laughs> uh, and they, you know, they want to apologize. Lewis wants to apologize. Fuller decides he's not going to apologize. Yeah. And he just tears into him. About, like, you freaky, psycho, trucker, motherfucking, like. <laughs> you need to see a psychologist. Not a psychiatrist. Yeah. A psychologist. Yeah. You're going to need some serious drugs. <laughs> yeah, like, just goes all in on him. And tells him, like, you know, the only thing that I need is this volume knob because I turn it counterclockwise and you go away. Yeah. Like, what do, what do you have to say about that? Like, you're nothing. You're just a voice talking to us on this radio. You can't do anything. Uh-huh. And then he's like, oh, you ought to get that fixed. And he's like, get what fixed? Your tail light. Oh, Fuck. Oh, no. So great. Such a great moment. Because, <sighs> like, for, for all intents and purposes, like, you imagine... That, you know, Rusty Nail comes, beats the shit out of that dude, rips his jaw off, you know, leaves the scene of the hotel. Uh-huh. And then, oh, he's out there somewhere doing something. But, like, you know, the brothers have to go down to the police station. They have to do this. They have to do that before they get back on their road trip. And then the fact that they still hear him talking uh-huh. is like, well, yeah, because he didn't go off and go anywhere. Nope. He's been waiting because he figured it out somehow like however it is i don't even know they don't really go into it there's yeah. no like smoking gun like oh, that's what happened he yeah. was the dude <laughs> at the thing you know there's nothing like that it's just it's just like well i guess you guys aren't as clever as you thought like yeah. <laughs> uh, or he was just there listening who knows he, yeah. he heard you confess to the cops or something <laughs> like that like whatever it is he figured it out and that wonderful like it's great when they when they you know it's it's the the wonderful like plant something earlier for later when the cop pulls him over for the taillight in the uh-huh. first like two minutes of the movie yeah where it's just like i have one of those yeah. <laughs> like okay nice little funny joke but it sets this up oh yeah and it's just like oh fuck he's behind them he's one of those trucks he's uh-huh. like he's like what do you see back there like cars and trucks what do you think just, just keep driving yeah like what you, oh my god I love that sequence, and it's such the great, like, oh, we fucked up. Yep. Like, he knows which car we are, so he knows which guys we are, which means, oh, fuck. Yeah. We're ultra fucked. Yeah. Don't they, like, turn off to go to a, like, filling station or something, right? Well, first Fuller says, like, you know, we'll be fine, just keep driving. And then that's when Lewis looks down and is like, well, shit, we're not going to make it to the next. That's right, that's right. So Fuller pulls out the map and he's looking and then he turn turn off your right right. And they, There's just a, some small station they can stop at to get some gas. Yeah. Uh, and like once they got there and I was like, oh right right right. Like I remember a lot of this movie, so I remember the whole thing that's about to happen. The whole gas station the whole scene. Gag, I yeah, forgot the entire... how long that scene was. Like I forgot oh, yeah, how, how much... much more it got. Like it's not just it yeah. doesn't end where you think it might end at first. Yeah. Like wait. <laughs> No, that like I had completely forgotten that Lewis even went inside. But then I'm like, oh, wait, no, he has to go inside because he has to leave his MasterCard behind. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All this stuff like, oh, right. He went in to make a phone call. The ice truck driver where Uh it's like because it's like, who knows what fucking truck he is. Mm -hmm. Uh, He could be any fucking trucker with a CB radio. He could be someone in a car with a CB radio. Actually, you don't even know that he's a trucker, honestly. Yeah. Uh, But the truck rolls up. The ice truck rolls up. The guy gets out and he's got this like club (laughs) with him where it's like it's one of those silly things where it like it's a red herring and it gets a easy explanation later but mm-hmm. it's like well honestly though why are you bringing it in the store the only reason you're bringing it in the store is so that you look threatening to the characters in the movie yeah and that they can make the wrong assumption that you are a murderer <laughs> coming to murder them and then flee from you and all that like it's this sort of like fake chase that then turns into a real chase yeah out of nowhere 
Uh, and I love how they, you know, just take off down the dead end road when they think that <laughs> this trucker guy is Rusty Nail. And then you see him like run out of the store after him. Yeah. And then run to his truck to get in and start chasing. And you're like, oh, I mean, obviously, you know, uh -huh. if you've seen it before that this is not Rusty Nail. But like as you're watching the movie, you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like he was there in the store behind him and he was going to what club him? What's going yeah. on here? And then now he's going to chase him off or whatever. They get stuck at the dead end. And then he just like, you know, walks slowly up to the car as they're freaking out like babies. Yeah. Steve's on with that. Great. We've got a gun holding out his just <laughs> finger. Uh, and then it's revealed that like, oh, no, you just left your card at the counter. Yeah. And this nice man is returning it to you. <laughs> and that club you thought he was going to beat you with is a tire thumper to check his air pressure. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, it's all, it, 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 to me, it felt like that fucking hash slinging slasher episode of SpongeBob. Yeah. Where it's like, oh no, none of those terrifying things were actually there to hurt you. It was all coincidence. Nosferatu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so that dude's leaving. They think everything is chill. Like, oh my God, they're kind of laughing about it. I've never felt like such a pussy in my whole life. <laughs> Um, and then in there, is it in their rear view, right? Where they just look up and you see the ice truck, like trying to turn around and it's like perpendicular to the road. Uh -huh. It's doing like a backwards yeah. three point. And then all of a sudden just shredding through the ice truck comes rusty nail yep so ridiculous such a like trailer moment oh yeah you know and uh, <laughs> pun not intended uh <laughs> but like such the like ridiculous movie moment of like why would he shred through it like why wouldn't he just wait for that truck to leave so as to be more conspicuous he needs you know what body. i mean like <laughs> i mean eventually later that's what it winds up being but but I don't think that that was the plan when that scene was written, you know, because of the reshoot. So it all just sort of retroactively works together, it looks I guess. cool. Yeah, I mean, that's, that is the thing. It's just that it looks cool. But then, you know, the, after the little chase with Rusty Nail, because don't they drive off a little bit and there's a little bit of a chase and then they get uh -huh. stuck against a tree and Rusty Nail rolls up and he's like crushing their car. Yeah. against the tree somehow like simultaneously crushing it but also lifting it yeah <laughs> it, like i mean whatever he is doing obviously it's going to kill them yeah uh they're freaking out fuller's yelling through the radio that he apologizes and it was just a joke and they were just joking and please don't kill me and, and all that kind of stuff with you man yeah like in that great steve zahn voice uh <laughs> and it it always did seem odd to me that like I don't know if I've ever seen a villain have the hero fully 100% on the ropes like that and just be like, fine, and back off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, unless there was some other master stroke plan underneath where, like, letting you go was a part of the plan for you to do, you know, whatever <laughs> that is. It's, it's really not. You know, he just sort of leaves them alone. Yeah. And it isn't. And but it's implied, obviously, as the rest of the movie keeps happening, that even though he like accepts their apology and he's like, oh, I was just joking, too. And he like pulls away and slowly <laughs> leaves and the scene just sort of fades to black. Which really eerie that his truck doesn't beep when it's backing up. <laughs> like mean, the ice truck did yeah yeah yeah. but then as his is backing up it's just silently creeping away and it just makes it that much more spooky yeah and you have to wonder if that was like an intentional i mean it's obviously intentional that they don't have the sound in there uh -huh. but is it intentional like ooh, it's spookier that way or was it like eh, the beeping noise in this scene is just annoying yeah so we're just gonna cut it out and it just so happened to make it creepier like it wasn't anybody's idea for it to be creepier it just is yeah because it's like that's wrong that's not how that works yeah. did he disable it yeah so he could be sneakier like ooh, that, that ooh. adds a little bit of it but it does feel to me like it was just like that wrecks the scene yeah get rid of the beeps <laughs> but like it's like oh that is that is very spooky and the cutting mm. to black too is just like so he just like backs away and what like turns out his lights and disappears into the darkness and just just leaves yeah he just like, bails on him like it seemed so it always seemed weird to me yeah like they don't do anything to escape i mean they do in apologizing to him yeah. but in the end it's <laughs> clear that he's not really 
all that interested in that. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's not like, I believed you and I accepted your apology, but then you pranked me again. <laughs> you know, like, no, he's still mad at them about the first prank. Yeah. But yeah, he just he just lets him go. And it's always kind of baffled me. So now it's basically halfway through the movie and the girl finally comes into play yeah. where they go and they pick up Lily Sobieski. Uh, I did love that there's like a little moment somewhere before that. It might have been just after the cops or it might have been after this ordeal with Rusty and Al. But I like that there was a moment where Lewis was just like, can we just not talk to her about this? Can this just not be a thing that we discussed? Like yeah. we, we just came here and we picked her up and that's the end of the story, right? Yeah. None of this happened, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they get rid of the CB because uh-huh. they're just like, fuck this. Yeah, toss it no out more. on the road. Yeah, like this is just donezo. Uh, we're not playing these games anymore. We're going to pick her up and everything will be cool. And it sort of briefly turns back into a road movie, uh-huh. <laughs> of like a buddy road movie uh, <laughs> where they go to that like country bar and there's the guys acting like jerks talking to Lily Sobieski and then Steve Zahn pretends to be her like asshole southern boyfriend like bitch what are you are you talking shit again bitch, oh shit shut up. <laughs> yeah, not even like like it's funny to me that in that it's like the complete opposite of of what you normally would expect where it's like the girls being harassed by these guys at the bar so the hero boy should come up and be like, get out of here. Yeah. Don't you be talking to her. And instead, it's like, no, 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 no. The goofus is going to run up and he's <laughs> going to actually continue to berate her. But it's all it's all a joke <laughs> and a ploy to keep all of us from getting our asses kicked. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that works better, yeah. I think, than Paul Walker going up and saying anything ever would have done. I think they would have just beaten the shit out of him. <laughs> Very much so, yes. <laughs> I honestly forgot about the like, Fuller and Lewis like sort of fighting over her. Yeah. <laughs> like they don't really ever get to fighting because by the time something is like sort of creepily happening. Yeah. Later, uh, it's already like there's already bigger shit to talk about. Yeah. Like nobody actually cares about this love triangle anymore because now we got a crazy trucker to deal with. But for like a moment there, there's this like, I like her, but we're not really moving on it. And Fuller decides when he's passed out to be like, is it cool if I go and talk with her? Awesome. I'll totally do that. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes to do it. And I was like, man, that seems weird. Especially when he, you know, in this viewing and thinking about like, yeah, last time he, he knew his brother, he was probably like a kid. Yeah. And now he's like a guy who wants a girlfriend. And now you're going to move in on that girl. Yeah. That right? is so weird. Who is also like a friend of your brother's from back home. Yeah. Like the whole thing seems so weird. <laughs> like I, I was like, I don't know how necessary this really truly is because like nothing about that causes what happens, you know, basically just them picking her up is what causes uh-huh. the rest of the movie because it's clear that Rusty Nail has not stopped watching them. Yeah. Uh, and they meet her at the college and they see her friend who comes into play later as well. Yeah, poor uh, Charlotte. Yeah, poor Charlotte. You know, he calls the hotel room uh-huh. to and, and Lewis picks it up while Steve Zahn is going to make out with Lily Sobieski <laughs> or try to or whatever. Yeah. And it, basically the only thing he says is like, I thought you said there wasn't a girl. Well, so like, does it, he think that's Candy Cane? Does he think that they are double bluffing him? Where it's like, oh, no, no, no. I was doing that lady voice. And he's like, no, you weren't. There was a girl. There she is. Like, is he that crazy? <laughs> no, because later he says, sorry, I don't mean my Candy Cane. I mean your Candy Cane. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I guess that, that does track. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but... He it, he does get creepier in that con- brief phone conversation at the hotel room because, you know, Paul Walker says there's not a girl and then Rusty Nail says there is. Your brother's with her in the other room. Oh, right, right. So, it's, so like, it's like, okay, yeah, he's he, clear. He's watching all of them. Yeah. And he can like see right everything. Now. <laughs> yeah, he is there somewhere nearby. Yeah. Which is, that's always the greatest part about this whole thing is that it's like, It's always on, you know, the movie is on highways and on roads and truck stops and all sorts of things where it's like, yeah, he's somewhere. Uh He is here somewhere. And it's just too sprawling. There's too much to be able to be like, oh, he's right over there. You know, it's not it's not like a like a black van in the suburbs where it's just like that, that right there. What's that guy doing? It's like, no, you're looking for a truck on the interstate. Good luck. Yeah. (laughs) And that that makes it all the more menacing. So, yeah, when he busts in the room 
and starts screaming about how like, oh, he knows we're here. He called the room. Oh my God, we got to figure this out. He, want, he, he knows that you were in here with her. And then he says something about, uh, Paul Walker says something about like, like, and that's a pretty damn good question. Like what you're doing in here with her. And that's the last we hear of that. Yeah. There is no more arguing about the girl. There's no like, you know, you were in that room with her. What was going on with that? Yeah. The They're cl- like, who fucking cares now, dude? Yeah. The He's going to murder us. The closest we get is in the cornfield when Steve Zahn says, oh, you let her out of your sight. Like, but that's just more of more a, just, like, yeah, un- the, the person that we're for, with. Yeah, caring <laughs> about that person just because they're, like, a friend and in danger of being murdered. Yeah, totally. Like, that's, that's reason <laughs> to get have, upset. Yeah. Might about- not have anything to do with wanting to bone her. Yeah, I mean... Uh, <laughs> might not. <laughs> also, absolutely love that bit with the spray-painted signs telling them to look in the trunk. Yes! Uh, I forgot what it was. When it when it was happening, I was like, oh, "What did he? What's he? What did he?" Oh, really? There? That was one of the things that I remembered. What, just as they opened it up, I was like, "Is it pink champagne?" And then when it when it was the CB radio, I was like, "Oh, of course it was the CB radio." Yeah. Oh, I should have remembered. <laughs> oh man, but I do love that, and it's like, yeah, you got to put that shit back in. We got shit to talk about. I yeah. love that. I absolutely love that. And then Lily just like. Can yeah. someone please tell me why I'm supposed to be scared of a radio? Yeah, that's that's always also. Funny I'm not getting too. back in the car until I know what's in the trunk. <laughs> <clears throat> Sounds like a Fall Out Boy song title. <laughs> Absolutely does. <laughs> uh, um, <clears throat> and then it turns out that Rusty has her friend Charlotte, mm-hmm. which is like, oh, poor girl, so far removed from this situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like Vanna technically isn't related to this situation because she wasn't with them when they did this shit. Nope. Uh, and now her friend is going to be murdered yeah. by this trucker not all even, because. Not even her current roommate. Her, oh, yeah. Her, her next... roommate next year at yeah. school. Like, it's summer break. <laughs> next fall semester, she will be rooming with Charlotte. And now she's oh. kidnapped for her trouble. Like, oh, yeah. what a bummer. Uh, also, it just seems crazy to me that, that Rusty Nail is able to keep tabs on all of these people he knows where the brothers are Uh while he apparently is kidnapping charlotte (laughs) he's got trucker friends i mean that would be wild if it turned out it was like a crew of truckers who were doing this right uh but it really in the end does seem like it's just rusty nail who's who's doing all this stuff Um, i mean my assumption was that he like nabbed charlotte like close to campus after she drives away yeah he, he just pulled the Buffalo Bill thing of like, oh, my arm's broken. Can you help me with this? And then <laughs> gets her in the cab. I've done I mean, this before. <laughs> it's worked. It's worked before. Yeah. Enough um, times to make a human suit. Uh, and then the sequence that I definitely remembered, like, I, I, I was just like, oh, yeah, this whole thing where they have to go to the gas station, they're naked and all that Completely junk. Completely forgot about that one. Oh, yeah. I totally remembered that bit. Uh, what was a little, like, sort of confusing thing to me was that like i you know as the scene is unfolding where it's just like all right what you have to do for me because i have charlotte is that you have to go you have to strip down fully naked walk into the the like diner uh-huh. sit down and order eight cheeseburgers a piece or something like that or whatever six a piece six a piece whatever <laughs> and and they're you know obviously hesitant of just like they're just gonna call the cops when we walk in they're like what what, what are you really expecting to happen here and he's just like just do it yeah so they're going and doing it and then he's talking to venna in the car uh-huh. about like now they know what it's like to be embarrassed yeah to be the butt of the joke to be this and that and all whatever and i'm like it's gotta be more than this like this sequence can't really just be based on like ha isn't it funny that they're naked in the store you know like in in the current world right now it's like this is like a an impractical joker's punishment at this point you know what i mean like just be embarrassed for a while yeah like is that really all you're looking for, buddy? <laughs> and then suddenly it dawned on me because I didn't, you know, fully remember everything that happens that I was like, oh, this is a ruse to get them out of the car so that he can also get Venna. Uh-huh. No, it's not. Yeah. It absolutely isn't. She yeah. starts honking the horn and they run out there and they get back into the car and they all drive away. Yeah. And I was like, 
oh, so it was just a scene of like, uh, make him embarrassed. That was funny. Yeah, just so I can talk to the girl by herself. Yeah, but it's not even like, you know, it's all that important yeah. what he's saying to her. Like, it, I, I, for a moment, I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Like, do this and we'll be square. Yeah. But it's like, ah, fuck you guys. I just wanted to get you out of the car. Yeah. But it's not that. It really is just like, just do this because it's funny. Do it. Uh-huh. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was just weird. Um, and, and then comes the like weird cornfield semi ending. <laughs> it's like almost the ending and then it's not so the close. ending. Uh, I forget what it is. Like he just tells them to go there like to get Charlotte. Is that, is that what he's like promising? Like come to the cornfield over here and I'll we give you her back. We don't hear. Cause that's what's said to Venna. While, oh, while they're, they're in, the, in the diner. Right, right, right. So he, it's basically just go here next that's your next task i still have charlotte yeah do what i say and then and that's when he comes over the cb again and says that what they're looking for is about a hundred yard or under 100 feet feet down the road they should walk to it so they do and obviously again that's just a ruse to get them out of the car Uh so that he can chase them down with the truck and then there is probably the like the part that works the worst for me that doesn't that I, I was just like, let's we just got to wrap this up, guys, is the like cornfield truck sequence. Yeah, it's yeah. just silly how much just straight line running they do. Uh-huh. It's like, just do a fucking Yui. Like, literally just run to the side and then straight back in the other direction. He's a giant truck driving through a cornfield. Yeah, there's no easy way for him to turn around. This whole sequence is kind of stupid. Uh-huh. I was not a huge fan of it. Yeah. And it all is just for him to get Venna. Yeah. Which makes me feel like, oh my God, come on, guys. Cut this whole cornfield sequence and make it that he kidnaps her from the car while they're in the diner. Uh-huh. And then the boys have to go and do the final thing. Yeah. You know, and then then just end it that way. This whole cornfield thing was kind of nonsense. Yeah. Just a lot of glory shots of a truck like mowing down corn <laughs> as people ran, you know, like I could understand them not cutting it because they were like, this costs so much fucking money to shoot. Yeah. All this corn we had to like plant and run over and ruin with a giant <laughs> truck. All the takes of stunt people jumping out of out of the way of trucks and shit like this costs so much money we're not cutting it hell no yeah plus the the rights for that song whichever <laughs> song it was oh yeah i did over it. i did enjoy that that he put the song out on the like loudspeaker or whatever yeah, yeah, on his yeah. truck cab oh <sighs> um and then yeah so you know all that happens it really is just for him to get venna uh and then set up the the actual kind of climax of the movie which to me feels like the most logical climax to the movie. It being a reshoot feels crazy, but it I guess it's a case of like, well, you finally got it right. Yeah. Because it's the one that feels the most like it, like it comes full circle the best. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, of course it would take place at a hotel. Yeah. Of a, course a the motel gag in rooms 17 and 18 exactly. right next to each like, other. Exactly. Like of course the gag would be that he's inviting them to come to the hotel room and that's where the final showdown happens. Like yeah. and that to bring seems, pink champagne again. Yeah, like it's that this is the way this movie always needed to be. Yeah. Uh clearly. And I loved it. <laughs> I love that like the terrifying uh situation that Venna is in during this whole thing like as much as it sucks again that she's kind of a nothing character just there for Paul Walker to pine after and then want to save yeah uh but that whole thing of just her being taped to that chair and the shotgun aimed at her head uh-huh hooked to the door it's like this is three years before saw where like you know traps and yeah. and all those sorts of things became like a huge thing. Yeah. So that always felt really like gritty and fucked up. That Rusty he's just nail, like the original jigsaw. Yeah, but I mean it's crazy <laughs> fucked up. The idea oh, of just yeah. like I'm just gonna wedge this shotgun right here, aim it at this little girl's face, uh-huh. and hook it to the door so that when these boys open it up, they'll probably see her for a second before before it blows her fucking face off like god this is dark and crazy and this rusty nail dude's a lunatic uh-huh um and i i love the whole wrong room trick where they think they're going into the room with venna and we think they're going into the room with venna so you're like oh god they're gonna open the door and it's gonna kill her uh-huh. and then it turns out oh no they're in the wrong room they got pranked she's in the next room and you know obviously rusty nail is there waiting for them to just come in and basically kill her yeah and then god knows what he's gonna do to them 
Steve Zahn goes around to the back uh-huh. and uh, Rusty Nail, you know, gets a hold of him. There's fighting and struggling. And then there's, <laughs> now I just remember, there's that crazy little moment when Rusty Nail's got him and he's like holding him in like a headlock and he's covering his mouth yeah. while Lewis is going to open the door. And, you know, there's the whole like, oh, ooh, ah, ooh, all the shots of like door handle turning a little bit, the the tape connected to the gun trigger, like twisting just a little bit more. And you're like, ooh, ah, ah, ooh, it's coming. Yeah. And then he, he you know, gets loose and, and screams at him not to open the door and, you know, all, and the rest of it keeps going. But there's that one moment where Rusty Nail says to him, like, watch this. And I don't think that was Ted Levine. I think that was the dude on the set saying it didn't sound like Ted Levine. To yeah, me. it probably wasn't. I love like, honestly, the whole like fight with Rusty Nail out in the back and him getting in the truck and leaving Fuller hanging from the fence and like coming to squish him and all that stuff is like, mm-hmm. that's all fine and good. And it gives those people something to do. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I love that ending sequence for the like suspense of the cops kicking the doors down. Oh, yeah. Where it's just like, you guys got to figure out this shit with Rusty Nail because those cops are going to kick that door open and her head is gone. Yeah. You got to figure this out quick, man. <laughs> uh, so I, I love that ending for that. You know, there's something so wonderful about Especially all the shots of Lily Sobieski, like, listening to the cops kicking down the doors uh-huh. on their way coming towards and hers. And hearing them say, like, what Yeah, the door number? number as they're kicking oh. it in. You're just like, oh, fuck, guys. Someone. <laughs> like, I understand she had the tape all over, but it's like, you couldn't, you can't do anything. Yeah. You can't make any kinds of noises. Like, obviously, Rusty Nail's busy. Yeah. Like, he's not going to come in the room and be like, shut up, don't yell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, at that point, you even if it's muffled, start doing something. I mean, I guess that might make them kick the door down faster. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not saying, don't kick the door down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, and also, they probably wouldn't listen, and they'd probably just kick the door down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we're being real here. Uh, but that is that is absolutely one of my favorites. But Lewis does come back in time. And pulls her out of the way before the gun goes off. Uh And then there is the absolutely unbelievable sequence of like five police officers having their guns on him (laughs) and him just going like, please don't shoot me. And then turning around and running out the back door. Yeah. And none of them. Not even the back door jumping out the broken window. Oh, That's right. Jumping out the broken (laughs) back window. Like nobody took a shot. Nobody was like, at least get him in the leg. Yeah. Like, why are we just letting him run away? What's going on here? Like, just because he said, please. Yeah. He's like, please don't shoot me. I mean, there's a lot of confusion going on. A shotgun just went off, but no one was holding the shotgun. And then there's like bright lights coming (laughs) from behind the building. If anything, that is more of a reason to be like, get down, stop moving. Yeah. One less thing for us to try to deal with here. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's insane that nobody takes the shot at him because they absolutely should. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then, but what's crazier though, is that then he goes outside and he's trying to get, uh, he's trying to get fuller out of the way of the truck. You know, he's still got that like pipe through his leg and uh-huh. shit. And, uh, uh, all the cops come out there. And as soon as the cops get out there, they both just start pointing at the truck, like shoot the truck, shoot the truck. And they do. Yeah. Like once it's obviously at a certain point, they're like, he's not slowing down, you know, and they, yeah. and they start taking shots at him. But just the fact that they're just like, shoot the truck. And the cops are like, okay. Let's start shooting that truck. Like, you don't know anything about what's going on back here. The trucker could be a hero coming to stop these criminals. And you're like, fill them with bullets. Like, that's not a good way to go. I mean, to be fair, they said shoot the truck, not the truck driver. I mean... So? They expect him to kill the truck driver. I mean, yes, um, but that's not what they requested. I guess. Uh, but then the, the the very end of the movie, you know, once they've filled him with bullets and the truck goes through the hotel and, you know, we're, we're pretty sure Rusty Nail's dead because you see his wrist there with the same watch we've seen uh-huh. multiple times in this movie. So there's Rusty Nail and he's full of bullets and he's all dead. Uh, and then... As they're getting, you know, taken care of with the fucking uh, EMTs and shit. I love the fact that um, Venna leaves Charlotte Uh to go talk to the brothers. Yeah. I'm like, Charlotte's the one who has been alone kidnapped by a trucker. Yeah. For apparently a couple days. At least. At least a day. Yeah. And there is nobody here for her because nobody knew she was here. It's not like. 
oh, and her parents are here because they've been so worried. Yeah. Like, nobody knew that she was here. Literally, Venna's the only person she knows here. Uh And she's like, all right, well, I'll just let you sit here crying for a while. I'll go talk to these guys. Like, they have each other. Yeah. Let them talk it out. There's no reason for you to come over and talk to these two, especially when they're the ones that got you into this. Seriously. Truthfully, it's all their fault. It really is. <laughs> so that was silly to me. But then, <laughs> then they all sit down and the cop comes over and they're like, hey, did you do you know who that was? Yeah. You know who that trucker guy was? And they're like, uh, some guy named, you know, something, Robert, whatever, whatever the name they said it was. Like, said he worked for some ice company up in Wyoming. And they're like, ice company. And then the fucking CB in the ambulance goes off. Uh-huh. And it's Rusty Nail giving that same speech from the beginning. Like, like when it rains, it's everyone stays inside. And all that fun stuff. And they're like, holy shit. So, what we're meant to assume is that, <laughs> like, I mean... <sighs> Okay, I just, uh, I, I don't get it because <laughs> it's a truck, right? It's a truck cab uh-huh. that drives into the motel and, and gets shot up and all that shit. Uh-huh. Charlotte is in that cab. Uh-huh. So Rusty Nail, who, you know, attacked Fuller and was in a room with Vanna for a while and all that kind of shit and obviously was seen by Charlotte a bunch, uh-huh. took that ice truck driver from earlier in the movie, apparently, Apparently he went and and got that guy because yeah. that's the assumption. That's 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 the pieces they're putting together. They're like yeah. ice truck guy, and that's why they realize it's like oh Rusty Nail's still alive because the ice truck guy who wasn't a murderer was apparently in the front seat of that truck. Yeah, that just got shot up and Rusty Nail just put his fucking watch on him or something. But they didn't look anything alike. Yeah. So like so Vanna saw because they opened the truck and everyone's Vanna. there. Vanna, whatever. <laughs> Vanna makes more sense. It does. But like they they they're all looking at him when they open the truck, right? They're like, yeah. fuck, what's going on here? And they open the truck and the corpse is there. And she's not like, that's not him. I mean, they don't show how Well, here's the other thing though. Like that, okay, fine. Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. There's no Charlotte excuse. Charlotte was in um, the cab. Unless so she, she was... must have. She was in the cab and conscious. Yes. And not blindfolded. Correct. Or anything. She was gagged but not blindfolded. So she's laying in the back of the cab, fully alert. Yeah. So what we're meant to assume happened is that Rusty Nail took this ice truck driver. Who knows if he was dead or alive at this point? Yeah. Because I mean, I I don't know. They don't explain it. <laughs> and he. You know, drove off, you know, when he left left Fuller hanging on the fence, he drove off to do that big old, like, wide U-turn to come back and crush him. Uh-huh. And in that big wide U-turn, replaced himself yeah. <laughs> with the corpse yep. of the ice truck driver with his watch on uh-huh. and, and just ghost-rided the truck. Uh, towards the hotel because I'm assuming there was some sort of weight. Yes, yeah, something the gas. must have been weight. But that means that Charlotte saw him set up this like fake body, yeah. and and thing, and also leave the truck. Uh huh. And and she doesn't tell everyone that like, oh, that's not the guy. Like she didn't immediately go like the guy. That's not the guy. The guy put him in here and then he left. You guys have to keep looking. The man uh-huh. who kidnapped me. But like, I mean, I guess. But that makes it even the worse yeah. that, that Venna is leaving her alone. That oh, she's yeah. so shell-shocked. She hasn't even spoken yet. Yeah. And she's like, okay, well, you're good. Yeah. We'll check the on you par- later. The paramedics can take care of you, Yeah, hon. this friendly paramedic seems like he's got it. It's okay, baby. Uh, it just seems so, like, I didn't understand truthfully how that twist ending really was supposed to have happened. Yeah. Like, did he convince the ice truck driver to drive towards that hotel and get shot and killed? Like, does does that girl, how did nobody know that it's a different guy? They don't look anything alike. What is going on here? It was really just to get the, like, he's still alive. Yeah. Which is, like, classic slasher thriller movie kind of crap. But, like, oh, man. I mean... I'm not going to complain about hearing, <laughs> hearing uh, Ted Levine one more time before the movie's over. Right. That's fine. <laughs> he really makes it. Works. It works. <laughs> but like legit fun. Still fun. So much fun. Still a ton of fun. Everyone in it is honestly really good. 
the cornfield chase is really the only thing that I was like, eh, come on. Yeah. And that's really just because it goes on too long. It, yeah. sh- it should end quicker. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, were... that's kind of it. Yeah. That's def- my only real complaint. Definitely could have taken a few shots out of the cornfields, but it's that's fine. About it. They did it. <laughs> they did what they wanted to do. And I mean, they, they have to live with that. You know what? We got what we got. <laughs> But I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, so much. <laughs> Such a great opening to this month. It really is. Uh, like, I, I, since I love the whole concept so much, the prank's gone wrong. Like, what a, <laughs> what a great definitive prank gone wrong movie. Yeah, like that that we set the bar high. Very high. I can only assume it's going to get worse from here. It can't get better. I mean, we that you never I, know. That you I never know, know of. I was gonna that say, I know of it can't get better. But from what I've seen, it can definitely get worse. It would be very cool, I would say, if it somehow got better. Like if if we find uh-huh. a movie that's like, holy fuck, how haven't we seen this before? Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'll I'll be very very happy. I but long I'm not for the gonna. Day. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> but I'm not going to necessarily uh, pin my hopes on it because <laughs> well, I, I looked at the scores of some of the other movies that were suggested for uh-huh. pranks gone wrong and i'm like ooh, this is not full of gold no nope. <laughs> it's a rough category yeah but uh i think that is gonna wrap it up for popcorn for dinner for this week uh this is jeff and kelly i'm thinking that a little look-see might refreshify your memory 